can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. I forgot to tell Matt to put the little sound clip of Deion Sanders in after he was giving his speech the other day. And he just says out loud, now hit my theme music. Yeah. I feel like that that needs to be a part of the program moving forward every time that we kick things off here in the 1 o'clock hour. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I like that. I'm, I'm starting to get a little addicted to the Deion Sanders TikTok channel because, like, his son is the one producing all that stuff and when he's talking to his kids. and It's getting to be too much, but it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. I don't want to like the Dion experience. But I, I went into it not wanting to like it, but yet here I am. He has officially sucked me in. <laughs> I don't. Think I am primed and ready to go every single day here on the program. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Dion Amati. We're coming to you live today from the Lodge in Catoosa. It's right across the street from the Hard Rock Hotel Casino. Hanging out with our friends from Miller Lite, giving you a chance to uh, win tickets. Come by here, get the exclusive text to win code. And when you do that, you're automatically qualified, and you could be on your way to see the Cowboys on Thanksgiving as they host the New York Giants. We're not going to mess around here off the top. We've got a lot of things to get into, including the weekend that is awesome in college football, and not even just on the local front. That's always great, but the national games are incredible this weekend. But I want to hit up the Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline and welcome in a uh, gentleman that was on the call last night over in Bixby. As the Jinx Trojans knocked off the Bixby Spartans, the 58-game winning streak is officially over, and let's welcome in Connor Onion into the program now, who was on the call last night on ESPN for that high school football game. Connor, thank you so much for joining us here in Tulsa, man. How are you doing today? Guys, thanks for having me. Sounds like I got out just ahead of the storms. and uh, No, we had, we had an awesome time. Uh, people couldn't have been nicer at Bixby High School last night, and the, the Jinx crowd was great, too, traveling people over, so... Uh, that was a great way to end our regular season high school slate on ESPN. So um, thanks to you guys for having me, and I guess thanks to the entire um, Tulsa, Bixby, and, and Jinx community for welcoming us in this week. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you just about your overall experience. I know you guys came in and did a lot of uh, work beforehand uh, trying to get to know some of the teams and from the production side as well of doing that. Uh, I didn't know if you had any – you, I mean, you can just look at the at the two teams and what their resumes are, and you guys had flashed up the graphic and the amount of state championships that have been won, like seven recently from Bixby and 18 total from, from the Trojans. Um, but did, did Tulsa exceed, the, like the Tulsa area, did it exceed your expectations? And I think probably the game had a lot to do with that as well, as great as it was. Yeah, definitely. It, it definitely exceeded expectations. And a lot of that is people, right? Um, I mean, there were so many people that came up to us because they saw us in the seats before the game yesterday uh, and, and had a pretty good idea why we were there um, because we were stressed out. But, um, no, it, it was it was amazing. The, the crowd was – as far as, like, the size of the stadium and then the noise and just the engagement from the crowd, I think it was probably our best environment of any game that we've been at this year. And we've been in Florida. We've been in Texas. We did Tom Brady's school that always travels well in California, and I think this was the best environment we had all year. So uh, did it exceed my expectations? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I didn't have a ton of uh, expectations coming in because I hadn't been to Tulsa before, so I didn't really know what to expect, but um, it, it, was, it was awesome. It, it was really, really fun, and 
Um, couldn't have been happier with how last night went. Does it make it better, Connor, when you have uh, – you've, you've now referenced the type of people now a couple of times. Does it make it better and the environment better for you guys when you have two schools that are as welcoming and open as, as what Bixby and Jinx is? And that's not a knock on any other school that you've been to. I'm sure that they've been great as well. But you are on with us here in Tulsa, so we have to talk about our own a little bit here. Uh, but the welcoming nature of having dealt with both of those programs personally in the past, I know how accommodating they can be. So that, that probably helps sets the table for the broadcast in general. Definitely. And when you have two coaches like Coach Montgomery and Coach Riggs that give you as much access as they gave us, it, it makes the show a million times better. For, for us, for our production crew, obviously for – your fans that are local, um, you know, it, we're, we're never going to be as deep in it as the local fans are because we're coming at it from a national perspective. But a lot of times when we're doing these games, it's to cover guys like Luke Haz and Dylan Haz who are going to Arkansas, and we're talking national picture. But there was so much riding on this locally, and the coaches gave us so much access that this made for a different show. And the district title was at stake. The 58-game winning streak was at stake. And I, I think it was just more unique than any show we've done. It wasn't just the people. The people were great. But the access was great. The game was great. And some of the local stories that we got to tell were super fun, too. We're talking to Connor Onion, play-by-play man for the Big Ten Network and ESPN, who had the call against Jinx and Bixby last night. Connor, I, you mentioned how you go to these games and you're highlighting these big national players, but were there any players last night that didn't have the attention going into this game that kind of made a name for themselves last night and put themselves in some, some conversations? Yeah, I think Jinx running back, uh, Jaden Carroll, um, he was somebody that we talked a lot to the Jinx staff about throughout the week about how he had some FCS offers. And uh, Coach Riggs said he was the guy that had the most to gain in this game as far as recruiting. And I, I think the table setter for that entire second half and Jinx winning the game was his 80-yard run to start the second half. And then he does it two or three touches later and goes for 63, 64, 65 yards, something like that. So, um I think that's bad news for Northern Iowa and Lindenwood. Recruiting him. <laughs> because I, 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 think, I think some bigger schools are going to start calling him, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. You guys obviously have the pulse of Tulsa and a lot of the local teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if some group of five or um, even, even higher-level teams give Jaden Carroll a call after last night. I think one of the other guys you can put in that category as well, and I, I do have to give props to you guys, and I even said this uh, earlier today. I was talking with the guy that calls Jinx on the radio, and we were talking about your broadcast, and I said I, I thought they did a wonderful job of not only setting the stage for those high-profile players, but the guys that I, – I, when, I, when I wrapped up watching last night, I felt like that you guys in a way had – kind of like gone out on a limb almost in a way to like urge people on to take a deeper look at some of these players like you brought up with the Jaden Carroll and another one of those is is Ike Owens and the the, the storyline of everything that he's gone through kind of the roller coaster emotional ride as quarterback of Jinx he comes up in one of the biggest moments by far and has an absolutely killer game I mean he was that dude last night and he's another one of those players that you got to kind of tell the story and the experience of. Yeah, I agree. And what he did with his legs last night was was amazing. I know Jinx is a run first offense, and you know Carroll and Stanford get to touch the ball a lot, but 
um, you, you're right. He was a key. And I know we talked about his, his offer from Drake. Um, you know, that's Pioneer League FCS non-scholarship. But you're, you're right. I think he's another guy kind of in that same conversation with Jaden Carroll. Um, he, he was the player of the game. He got some social media run. And that's important in recruiting to, to get that publicity. And coaches will see that when the Sports Center account is tweeting out that he was the player of the game and went for 300 yards. Um, and I think some offers could be coming his way. I, I don't know who, I don't know what level exactly, but the, the phone definitely has to be ringing for Ike Owens today after what he did last night. Man, speaking of Ike Owens, I mean, y'all really did y'all's due diligence. I mean, showing the graphic of his father, you know, holding the torch for the Olympic and running down the field, I mean, the, the sidewalks the, down the road and everything. And how was that, getting that, you know, insight and that information from, I mean, just covering the players and interviewing during the game on the sideline? What, what goes into that? That's my favorite part of what we get to do when we have a sideline reporter on these games. Um, is, is those live interviews. Um, we, we've had coaches. We went down to a couple places early in the season where coaches said, we're not doing that. Right. Kind of <laughs> ran their program like, like a college program, which is understandable. Totally get it because it's like we had last night with a couple of the Bixby guys that play two ways. They've still got their helmet on because they've got to go run back out on defense after they score a touchdown. But that's what I'm talking about with the access that – um, Lauren Montgomery, the head coach for Bixby, and Keith Riggs, the head coach for Jinx, gave us, it was basically an absolutely. As soon as we asked the question, hey, can we pull guys out of the huddle after they make a big play and ask them questions? And obviously you guys noticed it because you're asking me about it, but that's the most feedback we get from anything we do is people saying, hey, we love those live interviews, and I think it adds so much. And you know, I don't think that's going to happen at the college level, but at high school, people are more down for it, and it makes it a little bit different. Connor, I won't lie, buddy. I do, uh, I do sidelines for the University of Tulsa on the radio network, and I was jealous watching that last really? night. You know how many times I wish I, I could pull, like pull a player off to the side <laughs> after a big play that happened? Like a couple of years ago, if I could have pulled Zayvon Collins off to the side and be like, dude, tell me, walk me through what you saw in that moment. Yeah, it was killer, and I, I, I think that provides such a – I don't know another way to put it, like an intimate touch mm -hmm. to what you guys are trying to do and, and paint the picture of what you're all there to do, which is to not only highlight young men, but to highlight sport that means so much to so many people across this area. Yeah, and doing sideline, you know this, sometimes you get some canned answers. The best thing with, <laughs> no. the best thing with high school guys, they, they, are so, they are so candid when you pull them out of that moment because – they were just in the mindset of what they were doing. Um, our, our week zero game, there was a freshman receiver down in Florida that caught a touchdown. And our sideline reporter asked, you know, what would you see when you ran that fade route to score the touchdown or something like that? And he just goes, I saw green grass. He couldn't guard me. I'm better than him. <laughs> and then, and then, then walked off camera. <laughs> Imagine a college player saying that mid-game during an interview. Oh, well, as soon as the SID department found out that he said that, he would not be doing any interviews anymore. Until he was a senior. <laughs> Until he was a senior. Yeah, there's, right. there's no doubt. Uh, Connor, right. I do have to That's ask you one why thing. So, so uh, you, you talked about your other travels. Um, and forgive me, uh, I've tried, because I travel so much and, and study on Fridays, I'm in and out on a lot of the different high school broadcasts. Um, the uh, Dittengeier quarterback, Jackson Arnold, uh, that you guys saw, we were actually in Philadelphia 
and we were watching you guys in the in the hotel bar having a water um, while Tulsa was getting set to go and play Temple. Sure. Um, what what an absolute freak that Jackson Arnold is, uh, and a player that I know a ton of Oklahoma Sooner fans are really excited about his future. Yeah, um, you know, I was I was getting ready to bring that up since it does tie into you guys there in the state. Um, we've had, I think it was it was three or four or five star quarterbacks on the air this year. He he by far had the most impressive performance of any of those guys. And some of the other five stars, it wasn't their fault. They didn't have a lot of help around them. But I think it's it's not really fair to call it a steal for Oklahoma because he's a five-star <laughs> and he's the number eight player in the country. But I think he's right up there with Malachi Nelson, who was committed there and is going to USC now with Lincoln Riley. I think he's right up there. I mean, Jackson Arnold was the MVP at the Elite 11. Um, he moved up to the five-star level with the new rankings midseason. And I think Oklahoma fans and and having the coaching staff there that night, they helicoptered in. I think they had to be as pleased as they possibly could have been with what he did on national TV. Connor, what do you got coming up, man? I know you uh, you do a lot of stuff for a variety of different uh, different things, like uh, not only ESPN but the Big Ten Network. Uh, what's what's next for you? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm actually sitting on the shoulder of the highway in Michigan right now. I got an early flight out of Tulsa this morning. Um, I'm headed to East Lansing for uh, a Michigan State Purdue volleyball match tonight. So, okay. um, this, this is, this is kind of in life in uh, in the fall for me, I'll do a, a high school game on Thursday or Friday, and then it's off to a big 10 site on Saturday or Sunday, or in this case, Friday. So, um, and then as you guys know, it's lovely crossover season. So yes, basketball starts for me on Friday. Uh, I've got the, the university of Illinois game on big 10 network with, uh, with Bruce Weber, Bruce Weber's uh, getting into TV. Now the former Kansas state coach. Um, and that's that's his return to Champaign. I don't know if he's been back since he was the University of Illinois basketball coach. So, um, yeah, a, a lot flying at us with crossover season. So it'll be three or four sports going at once. Well, dude, you guys killed it last night. I thought you did a, a wonderful job. And um, thank you. Know, you. you know how you know how we are in the broadcasting business. We get. We get very territorial when someone, an outsider, and I'm using air quotes, comes in to start talking about some of our own on, on issues like this. But I thought you guys were wonderful, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you to have you on to kind of set the stage for us. Great job, man, and thank you so much for taking a few moments to come on with us here in Tulsa. Well, yeah, and before I get off here, I want to I say thank you for saying that because um, I've, I've been in that spot where – I'm the local guy, and the national team comes in, and it's a little bit uncomfortable. So I hope we did justice to, to the great area, the great schools that you guys have, and um, we would love to come back. So hopefully we can make that happen again next year. Let's do it. If it was my choice, all the time. Yep. Connor, appreciate it, man. Safe travels, and uh, we'll definitely check in with you again down the road. Sounds good. Have a great weekend, guys. Uh, you too. That is uh, Connor Onion, who was on the call last night for Jinx and Bixby. See, we'll slide into the DM. <laughs> I was literally, when uh, we got on break, going to ask you, man, how yeah. did you get him on? Just slide right into Connor's DMs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I see you. I see how you roll. I, d- I had to laugh at his bio because at the, bo- at the very bottom, he puts onion, comma, like the vegetable. Like the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> it's well done. Hey, lean it's, into it's, it, man. It's very, very well done. Lean All into right. it. I, I, and I, that's not BS. 
I told Don King the same thing when I saw him earlier today. I thought they did a really, really good job last night. That was a a great broadcast. It also helps when the game is good. Really good, yeah. And there's drama. Mm-hmm. And I I felt like with the way that thing started, I don't – how much of it did you get to watch? Again, I didn't get to watch it with the sound on. Okay. I did – I only got to watch the second half and – I. For people that are listening, I was also calling a football game as well, so I was kind of, you know, multitasking there. So I didn't get to, and I was going to have so many questions for you today well, about the broadcast. Man, I, the, the broadcast was great. I felt like, and I don't know if anyone at Bixby would admit to it or not uh, openly, it felt like Bixby was tied to open that game. Yeah. It it had a feeling they were. They were mistake-prone. They were doing a few things here or there where it just wasn't clicking, and they looked like they were tight. That was going to be my question. Did they get – I was, I was, I didn't even want to ask it because, I mean, they've played on big stages before. They've Massive. won you know, state championship. They've been on ESPN before. Yes. So, for this game, I was like, why, why – what's going on right now where they're starting off slow? And Jinx – look, Jinx set a defensive tone early, and that's the reason why I sent Adam Gaylor a message and was like, just eyeball emoji. <laughs> With, with him because they set a defensive tone early. Uh, the, the, fir- the key to me to that game last night was a couple of things, but the, the first big one was they were able to get off the field and force a three and out on Bixby's first offensive drive. Like, boom, before you know it, they were punting the ball to Jinx, and I was like, okay, all right, that's kind of big to have your defense come up in that moment with all the hype around it against a team that we looked it up yesterday, Matt. What was it? It was like six. They'd scored 636 points for and only had given up like 56. Yeah. Somebody was, telling, somebody was telling me that this was like the 35th game in a row. They were on a winning streak of scoring more than like 47 or they something. They scored 49, 35 games in a row or something like that. There, there yeah. you go. They, they had scored more. Their defense and special teams had scored more combined than they had given up all year. Right? So you set a tone early and then – I, and I, it just felt like they were a little tight. Jinx takes advantage of it. And they could have they could have taken advantage of even more opportunities because I think there was like three fumbles early on, and Jinx didn't get all of them. And, and I wanted to ask this question to somebody, and I thought it would be a little unfair to ask Connor because, again, he's from the national side of things coming in. But did Jinx do – and this is just what I heard. Did they play six defensive backs last night and kind of – decide to be a little innovative, be, do something a little different to kind of confuse Bixby and put them in a situation where they didn't have those big X plays, those big explosive plays that they're used to and force them to run the football against a three-man front? They limited the explosive plays last night a lot. Now, Bixby's still good enough and had a few here or there, out the gate on a couple, right? And it was it was a highly contested game all the way through the first half. I mean, it was a, it was a really close game, back and forth, kind of trading shots. Um, and then when, when Jinx got a little bit of space in between them, even though I was telling Don there was a moment last night where they're up by 10, uh, Jinx is. And first of all, Jinx took advantage of a lot of the mistakes that Bixby made, yeah. okay, which good, you have to in a moment like that. But there was a play in the third quarter, or maybe I'm trying to remember what time it was. It was later in the game. Jinx is up by 10. They turned Bixby over. And they get within the 15, I believe, and it's a fourth and one. And you're like, if they can pick up this first down here, right, and extend this lead even more, 
you just start doing the like the math in your head, many, right? With, with time is left, right? Yeah. And they got set to go, and it was a false start. And it moved him back, and they, they sent the field goal kicker out there, and he missed a field goal, and I thought, oh, oh boy, here we go. Yep. Here we go. And we then go. the next thing you know, the jinx defense came up massive in that one and got a stop. Yeah. And and ended all the momentum right there. And they and Bixby still had a chance at the end. They still could have recovered the onside kick. They, they probably should have. There was two onside kicks I feel like they could have recovered. But Dylan Haas on that play where they were trying he to – He made a great play. Goodness gracious, that was an incredible – that was a kind of – He a mashed Dawkins, that Ed kid. Reed, Ed Reed type of play yes. where he smashes him, gets yep. the outside arm and rips the ball. That's great coaching. Yes. Whoever taught him that, goodness gracious. Very much so. Right in front of the Bixby bench to, right to have that him. moment happen oh, yeah it man. was it was great beautiful game all right uh we'll take a timeout. we're live from the lodge here in katusa it is a raining raining outside but you know what it's drying here dion unless you're having a nice cold miller light wet that old whistle of yours and they go down smooth here at the lodge why not come out it's friday baby it's friday it's almost happy hour kicking things off on the weekend we got a big weekend of games that are coming up not only here in the state massive massive games across the country oh and while you're here you might as well sign up. Use, use might as well sign up. Use guys to win some tickets to see the Cowboys host the Giants on Thanksgiving. All you have to do is go out here, right where we're broadcasting, inside the corner here. Use that exclusive text to win code, and you could potentially be on your way. Courtesy of our friends from Miller Lite, because Matt, Dion, it's Miller time on the Blitz <laughs> 1170. <laughs> Take a timeout. We'll come back with more. Jacob Unruh is going to join us next, who covers Oklahoma State for the Oklahoman. That's next here on the Blitz 1170, live from the Lodge in Catoosa.